Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Two Buns, One Man Cast. I'm one bun, Quiggy. I'm your second bun, Neil. And today we're going to talk about social media and the uh, potential negative effects that this uh, system uh, that's very uh, prominent in all of our lives uh, can have uh, on our mental health, our emotional health, and our sense of self. And um, this is in honor of a social media detox month that I am doing um, with a uh, group coming out of, um, I have a great friend in Boulder. She, her name is Maddie Freeman. She's a sophomore, a junior at college, and she started this beautiful initiative um, recognizing a need for um, you know, people to be more mindful of their social media consumption, especially young people, just because it can be so detrimental to our well-being. And so the initiative is in its second or third year. And the idea is can social media for a month, turn it off, delete it, and just see what happens. And um, I was kind of resistant to it at first. Um, there is the option to do a half pledge if you uh, run a business out of social media um, uh, versus the full pledge, which is just completely delete everything. And so initially I was like, damn, you know, like I'm really, you know, doing a lot of things on social media and, and marketing. And, and um, at the end of the day, I decided what would be best for me is to fully turn it off. And that was, you know, a commitment to myself and also to, um, you know, speak to what I believe in and, and act, um, act in alignment with that. And, um, yeah, so this conversation I'd love to have about, um, you know, just bringing to light what, how social media works in terms of its effect on our brain and how it affects us negatively if we're not mindful of it. I'd love to hear from from you, Neil, you know, what your relationship with it is and, and how it's affected you and, and share mine and, um, you know, maybe just bring bring to mind some some interesting conversations for, for our listeners. Awesome. Thank you for, for invigorating us with the topic and conversation. I know this has been something you and I have dabbled in discussing over the course of the summer and, and a few months ago. And I just want to highlight how fascinating and, and, and pretty amazing that this is a sophomore at, at the University of Boulder out in Boulder that created this initiative. I think that that's, that's amazing to see people that are so ingrained in having grown up with social media as, as part of their ecosystem and being online as part of their ecosystem starting to take a stance and take a second to be a little bit more conscious and intentional about why is something happening? And I, I find that amazing because it's just like every other belief system. It's, it's every other thing that has been sort of fed to us and given to us in our lives. We've just kind of taken a lot of things as is, as we go throughout our lives without really stopping to think about what is this really doing? What is this causing to me? What is happening? What happens if I remove it for a little while? So I think that that is just awesome to hear. And I'd, I'd love to actually hear how you found out about this and how you got got tipped off to this and and how it came part of your purview. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Respect to to Maddie and and the amazing peeps behind this initiative. And, and um, I found out about it just through the community here in Denver and, and being connected with with, uh, you know, some some great young peeps here who are uh, really 
showing me a lot of hope for the future. And, and that's a testament to exactly what you just said, which is, um, I think, recognizing that the iPhone generation has the iPhone very close to their chest, the social media very close to their chest. It's even harder for them to be aware of the negative effects because um, they're, they've been immersed in it from from the get-go and, and i think the more immersed you are in something the harder it is to bring awareness to you to, to create some space from it and actually look at it more objectively so like huge props to like you said young people recognizing that this thing maybe is not so good for us um because as maybe a middle-aged person if you will it's <laughs> it really affects me negatively and i'm sure it affects you negatively and, totally. and all of our, our peers totally. kind of somewhere in the middle of not having been born with an iphone in our hand but like having had this thing introduced to us at a certain point so like we had the context of of knowing what things were like pre social media enough to be a little bit more mindful and yet it's it's wild how um addicting it is still you know even with that awareness and i think you know just to kind of finish out that um, contextual example of like, you know, the older generations, they're like, what the fuck is this? Like, I don't, I don't care about Facebook. Like, how do you use this? You know, they're, they're not as maybe susceptible to it, but, but yet still are. And so I think, um, yeah, it's, it's extra challenging for the younger generations who have been immersed in this from the get-go to bring mindfulness and awareness to it. Yet they're also probably suffering the most. Mm -hmm. and, and yet we're all being challenged by this. Um, and I, I felt that intimately myself. Um, I'd be curious to hear what, what your relationship is with social media and, and where you stand with it. Yeah. I, I was just actually anecdotally going to, going to chime in there and say, I, I think it's interesting because social media has for my entire life that I've, I've had social media. I remember getting Facebook back in high school. My sister was, was sort of getting Facebook. She was older than me and, and, I was younger and, and I she kind of introduced me to Facebook and all of social media from there. It's very much evolved over the course of the last couple, like the last decade and a half, basically. And I think what has happened is you start seeing all of these influencers, you start seeing all of these people that are living this, these glamorous lifestyles or these fancy cars, these on these boats, on these epic vacations with on these like models that are like getting free, like clothing and, and, and goodies that they open up live on, on Instagram and, and they show like the kind of amazing abundant life that, that they're experiencing. And I think that so often it feels like, wow, I can't believe all of these people have X, Y, Z. I need to get that. This is the vision of the ideal model life. That is the American yeah. dream that I'm supposed to be living. That is all of these aspects that, that I want. I want this. I want that because this is going to make me feel like I am the next influencer. I am I'm on trend, I'm on brand, all of these things. So that's kind of been what has what I have seen the evolution of social media become in sort of the last, call it five to 10 years that feels extremely prominent. Where you're standing now, you're call it about 10 or so days into this social media cleanse. What have you, what, what have you experienced? I know this is just the first third of the month, really, but like what have you what what's been some awareness triggers that have come up for you some thought provoking instances as it relates to now being on this cleanse yeah um i mean the first thing that comes that you know is noticeable is this kind of like a ghost reaching for a social media effect like 
Mm. I remember the first time I sat down to poop after I had deleted Instagram from my phone. I looked at my phone like, what do I do? And I texted my partner being like, I need to talk. <laughs> like, I need <laughs> I need to put my attention somewhere besides here with myself while I'm pooping, you know, like, and it's like, so it's so ingrained, this habit of reaching for it. And so um, that was the first noticeable thing. Um, you know, I honestly haven't reflected so much on it because it's been such a welcomed, mm. um, you know, I wanted to just get rid of this thing. Cause I've, I've been really noticing how drained I get just like, and, and it's only, it's not even that much that I get sucked into doing, but like, I get sucked into just, you know, being on the Instagram for, you know, just going through stories for, and then my head hurts and my eyes are sensitive. So they're like, so it's like, I've been ready to get rid of this and really happy to just to, to ditch it. Something that I've been wondering what was going to happen. And I, and I, I think it's fair to say that putting social media aside has contributed positively to this is to have more creative energy, you know, because I, I definitely have been putting a lot of energy into, mm. um, expressing myself, which is kind of intermixed with marketing as a coach on social media and just like, I don't know, feeling a lot of resistance to that platform and just feeling kind of like drained by it and, and putting that down and knowing, you know, and that was kind of the decision for me to, to do, decide to do the full pledge rather than the half pledge was like, I don't necessarily want to be on social media and like running my business on that. It doesn't feel in alignment with me. It's, it's actually taxing me. Could I just put this down? And what would happen with those extra resources that I have? And so I, I have found myself um, thinking creatively and 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 finding that energy useful in other places. You know, my partner and I just through a workshop. I'm kind of pulling different threads to connect with people in in different ways. So you have to. I think. I guess maybe an insight is. I think it's really easy to to feel like social media is the only way to do a lot of things, but there are a lot of other ways to do other things. You know, like for example, we read maps before we had Google Maps. It's still doable. You can still get directions old fashioned mm. stuff, the old fashioned way. And you know, I found some of the things, you know, the creative endeavors and and the you know running my my practice, my coaching practice, um, without social media. Um, being probably more fun and and I'm feeling more inspired and less like drained by that. So um that's that's kind of the big takeaway currently. I'm stoked about it. That, that that's so interesting. I, I just you think about you like pooping and, and opening Instagram. It's like uh, <laughs> stop thinking about me pooping. <laughs> that's not the interesting part. That's not the interesting part. <laughs> the, the, oh, I mean it is kind of interesting. It's pretty interesting. The, the more interesting part is it, it reminds me of like I, I would open Instagram, I'd go through it, I'd close it. And then immediately later, I'd look at my phone screen and be like, open Instagram again. And I was like, what am I doing? And I know I'm not alone in that because a, a number of other people have told me that that instance has happened to them as well. But it just really makes you aware of like, when it's not there for a period of time, it's like, is it really benefiting me? Is it adding to, to what's really happening here? And so I, I want to also be conscious that of, of not just continually bashing social media because I sure. think there is... There is a balance to to all of these things, just like in life. But I agree that in the last number of years, the last few years, I think the balance has swung too far into the social medium spectrum. I was out to dinner the other night, and it was it was a nice restaurant in Manhattan, and everyone like there were couples that were out out eating, and both of them were just on their phones the entire time, like not even having conversation, and it it just 
those kinds of things, I think, take you out of being able to experience life in a more fulsome manner, in a more, as you said, you know, the creative flow that comes out of you when you're not absorbed with, do I need to make a certain story or create a certain post so Mm. I can generate, you know, X, Y, Z eyes on my, on my content to to continue marketing and, and whatnot. But I think it's cool because that kind of frees up capacity to really engross yourself in the workshop that you did with your partner the other day to engross yourself in thinking about the forward outlook of these awesome new ideas that you're looking to bring to, to fruition in 2023. And it allows that, that gateway to open up because it kind of comes back to removing distractions in a sense Mm. to help you focus on what really is, what really matters to you because social media can be great to get ideas, to connect with people, but all these things, again, in balanced moderation without swinging too far to the other end of the, the other end of the pendulum. Those are just kind of a, a few things that, that came up for me. And something also that I've found that I'd love to get your take on is around the concept of, judgment and as it relates to judging others when we see what others are doing on the platform either that's judging others or judging ourselves or in our our own life situation for not being like someone else's life situation Mm. feelings of jealousy or envy that arise feelings of worth or not enoughness that arise if you see another one of your friend coaches doing all of these amazing things i'm curious what kind of things come up for you around, around judgment as it relates to social media? Yeah. Um, great question. And, you know, probably the, the topic, uh, you know, it's that comparison, comparison nature, that judgment that really, I think is the the crux to um, a relationship with social media that is devastating to us as individuals. And, and just to, you know, bring back that point of, we don't, you know, it's, we're not necessarily bashing on social media, but I think really the hope is to be more mindful about how we use it because it's not, I don't, I believe fully in that it's not what we do, it's how we do it. And I think with all technology that has been invented ever, you know, we kind of go through this stage of being like infatuated with the convenience of this next step. And then somewhere along the route, we realize all sort of the ramifications, you know, that are, that are, causing us issues. And then we kind of have to reel ourselves back and say like, okay, how are we going to adjust and and relate to this, regulate this, approach this in a, in a healthier way? And so I, I think there really is a healthy relationship to be had with social media. I, I think it's difficult. Um, and, you know, I don't really know what the full answer is. You know, I've been trying very mindfully to relate to it in a healthier way on my own, you know, being self-aware and and quite empowered, but it's, it's designed to be addictive and coming back to that judgment piece, um, you know, and also you were talking about like seeing all these influencers and kind of these best lives. Um, I want to kind of integrate a couple, couple ideas here. One, I think a, a, a problem with social media is that we tend to relate to it as a, an accurate definition of life mm-hmm. rather than a creative outlet. So when people are, mm. you know, 
great distinction. On social media, they're creating, you know, almost an avatar of mm. their lives, you know? And, and so as if you were writing an article or an essay, like, you know, you're not going to leave in the shitty paragraphs. You're going to take out the shitty paragraphs and try to make yeah. it better. You know, you're going to edit things until it gets to, you know, the most presentable form. And so, you know, Instagram, Facebook, all these, these platforms are creative outlets for one to express themselves. And I think we get really stuck in the, you know, taking it at face value sort of relationship to it, where we look at it and we're like, oh, and then that stimulates the very natural, like judgmental mind that we all have. Like we're all socially conditioned creatures. We're all, you know, in some way, shape or form comparing and looking around to understand the world around us and, and how that relates to the world within us. Um, and, and that, you know, brings up a lot of judgment, whether that's judging other people or that's judging yourself. And, you know, I'm as, you know, I'm, I'm not going to use the word guilty because I don't think it's a shameful thing. I think it's a normal thing that we all do. We all, like, I just, I think a lot of people say don't judge. And to me, I don't think that that actually, I think that misses the point of the fact that like, as human beings, like we have judgments, you know, but it's about like trying to move away from feeding the judgment and trying to, you know, create a more loving you know, framework to, to lead from. Um, but social media stimulates that judgmental mind, you know, whether it's criticizing other people like, oh, you look like an idiot, or, you know, it's that comparison that sees other people creating this really beautiful avatar. And then we look negatively upon ourselves. All of these things ultimately pull us outside of ourselves and, and, and drain our energy. And so, you know, coming back to that creativity piece is like when we're looking too much outside of ourselves, it's really hard to find authentic, intrinsically motivated, creative energy, you know? So maybe something that I'm experiencing is as I'm like shutting out this extra layer of needing to look around the world and compare, um, I can just find more intuitively what's right for me. And, and that's where like, you know, true creativity comes from. Yeah. That's so interesting. As you were talking, something came up for me, which was also this concept of the amount of 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 hate that kind of gets fed into the social media world from just observers, people, people in the the ether that feel like they can say really hurtful, harmful, mean mean things to others without necessarily feeling any ramifications. It goes somewhat hand in hand with with things like cyberbullying and all of that, which I, I know has been very much on the upswing as we've moved more into this digital era. The, my, my barber the other day was actually telling me the story of his son who was 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 on this platform and, and was was actually selling something, I believe, like selling his his Game Boy or something like that. And like was was like being very mean to one of the other kids that was trying to buy it. And, and his dad saw it, my, my barber saw it. And he was like, you know, why are you saying these kinds of things? Like th this is so, is so mean. Like, like you, you think you can say this because you're not face to face with someone. And he's like, you know, when I would, when I grew up, I, I couldn't, we can never do that. Like, like why? Well, yeah. we probably get our, our face beat up. Hmm. Um, so, so it's, it's just interesting because I think also social media can act as a mask of sorts for, for a lot of people, as, as you're talking about, it's this, this persona, right? Even persona, the Latin root of, of persona is, is the mask that is worn. So it, it kind of covers up the, the genuine nature in a sense, which I think is also why you're seeing some platforms like TikTok and whatnot move into this, 
this very real time, un unedited raw kind of footage that they are promoting from from a lot of their creators to make it feel more authentic and and move move towards that, which which is just something kind of anecdotal to to comment on. Mm. Do you feel like there is a pull to wear a mask when you use social media in your own experience? Is there, I, I don't know if there's a, a pull to wear a specific mask. Um, th there's a pull to be, to feel a little polished, to feel like, mm. I, it's not just totally raw, but, it, but in the same, in the same vein, it's like, I, I'll, I'll record reels just sitting in my apartment. I'll record reels walking down the street. Like I, I'm not, I don't really think I, I try to specifically mask anything. Do, do we typically show pictures of, of when we're in the cool exotic places or doing cool things more so than, than just sitting in our apartment or sitting, sitting in our apartment, you know, writing my book, for example, or things like that. Yeah, for sure. I would say that yeah. that's probably something of just being like, yeah, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm doing something fun, cool and exciting mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to just do it like writing a book in my apartment, which is also fun, cool and exciting, but um, yeah, maybe to an extent, which, uh, but I don't think it's, it's overly, overly used. But, but, but what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely feel similar in that sort of um, pull to, to polish things. And I really, I struggle with that because I think I have this maybe stubborn sort of extreme value having sort of been raised on, you know, this very uh, simplicity-based Buddhism and, and ideas on like what we, what we, really truly need and it being quite mm. simple so yeah I, I can be kind of stubborn to like i don't need to polish things i don't need to be presentable but then there's also that like social media conditioning of like well i'm gonna come off looking like a jackass if i don't <laughs> polish it and like there so there's that self-judgment piece that right, i really right. sort of like stuck with of like well, sort of the real authentic me is, is not super polished. Like I'm not just very aesthetically on top of my shit. Like I'm, I'm a speaker and, and that's where I find my most passion. And so I definitely find myself, um, yeah, I think sort of, sort of battling with, or trying to better understand, you know, whether I'm wearing a mask by polishing things or how to relate to it in, in a, in a healthy way where it's like, can I be, you know, unabashedly myself? And, and I think that that's, you know, and we've talked about that, that's extra complicated because both of us are running coaching businesses off of social media where like, there's also this kind of, there's not just like the social media layer of things, but there's also like the business presentation right. side of things where it's like, you know, the polish is extra important. And, yeah. um, yeah, I find that an arena that's challenging to to sort of navigate as an individual. I have a, I have a question, and 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 I don't know if we really touched on it in depth when we started talking about this, but what is your intention with having done this this social media cleanse? What, what was your intention setting out? Just so I can so I can understand better, so our listeners can understand, and just so I don't know, maybe maybe it'll help you also kind of create awareness within your own container about what your intention is and what you hope to accomplish or achieve. Thank you for that. That's a great question. Um, I just, I want to break the, I want to break the intensity of the addictive relationship with it 
Um, I have done dry Januaries in the past and a, and a sugar-free month and I don't drink alcohol anymore. And I try my best to, to limit sugar in general. I think that there's, um, a really beautiful science experiment in, in practicing abstinence for a period of time, because I just see like, you know, you spoke to it, like you turn off Instagram and then, you know, two minutes later, you're trying to open Instagram again on your, like it's addicting, you know, and it's designed that way. And so, you know, there are neural pathways that are constantly being fed in our brain that are bringing us back to our phone that are bringing us back to social media. And, no matter how intentional we are, like those are really physiologically strong and tough to, to shake. So I think for me, I found a lot of um, power in just completely stepping away from something for a period of time to just kind of like stop feeding that neural pathway for a while. So it starts to die a little bit. And so I know when I come back to it, I'm just going to feel much more empowered out of the gate and I'll have more wiggle room to like be more mindful of the habits that I relate to it with and the way that I'm relating to it mentally, emotionally. And so, um, yeah, I think really it's, it's just using abstinence to my benefit to create a healthier relationship with it moving forward to just step away fully and have, have a detox and, and return, um, with more of the power in my court rather than in the, than in the, the apps court. Totally. Yeah, no, of course. Right. Re, re regaining your power, calling your power back. And, and that's important. You said something interesting earlier. It's not, it's not really what you do, but rather how you do it. I'm curious to take, to understand your take on how do you think social media could opti optimally be used for, and I'll just use you as an example you as someone who is a business owner simultaneously needs to be on social media to to help sort of get get their message out as well and 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 wants to spread that wealth of love and wisdom and knowledge with with so many amazing beautiful souls how do you use social media in 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 a way that allows you to have this balanced life while simultaneously calling your power back and 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 being in the space that you want to be in with with the relationship with with, with the apps yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I do, I think I oscillate back and forth between being like, screw this. I don't want to have anything to do with it. Cause it's, it's affecting me negatively and also wanting to try to, you know, be a voice of how to do it in a, in a healthy way. And, and I do think that, um, you know, there's a couple of things that I try to do intentionally, which is to be vulnerable to, you know, practice being unpolished and delivering things mm. in, in, you know, a way that isn't trying to look perfect or like create the perfect avatar, because I, I, I want to demonstrate, um, that this platform doesn't have to be one of perfectionism that, that just perpetuates more comparison and self-judgment. Like, I, I think that the more that we can show up just kind of like more freely and less like fully edited, I think that, can be a good message. And yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, the capo tutti capi, the boss of all bosses, as I like to say of, you know, like healthy social media messaging is, is the guy we, you know, have been trained by as, as life coaches. I mean, Jay Shetty really, I think is one of those big voices and just saying that like, Hey, this platform can be used for good. 
And I think it's really totally. important to have have those kind of um, avatars, if you will, out there, you know, putting out good in the world rather than just putting out, um, you know, perpetuating themes of, you know, money achievement culture labels and, you know, look at all the things I have because we need a fuller spectrum of what's out there. So I think there's a lot of good coming out on social media. And I think it's just being mindful of how to um, curate that in our own feeds, you know, getting rid of things that are, that are taxing to you um, and bringing in things that are um, going to, you know, help you learn, help you grow, help you heal, inspire you. Um, those are, those are, you know, important things for me. Do you have anything to add, you know, in terms of how you see social media, you know, being used in a more balanced way moving forward? Yeah. Um, just, just from my own perspective on, on how I personally like to use social media, I like to use it as a platform for helping others feel empowered, giving mm. people tools that they can use pieces, just little nuggets of wisdom, kind of like our, our, our golden nuggets of, of, of wisdom that we take away at our, our, at the end of our podcast, things that people can, can implement to either expand their own knowledge, read something interesting, gain some factual understanding, help them to see different perspectives, because I think it really is all about mm. expanding perspectives. It, it goes hand in hand with what you were talking about, creating the neurological pathways, neuroplasticity, once, once you create those ingrained connections between the neurons, the synapses, you create a pathway. And once that pathway is there, it doesn't go away. It might not be used all the time, but you are able to expand your purview into seeing the world, people, yourself through a different lens, through a different perspective. And I think that that's, that's one of the beautiful things that social media does. And I think that's a way to be mindful about how it's used it's not um you know look at me i have i have the newest the newest watch or the newest bag or whatever it is but it's it's in fact something that i think would be helpful to help people progress as individuals on their their journey in this life um in, in sort of one of those broader senses it's kind of my view love that well said and I, and i would just say you know the power is in the court of the, you know, the consumer of the individual, you know, and, and again, that might take, you know, consciously stepping away to kind of regain that power because, you know, they are so intensely in engaging and addicting that we, we kind of get sucked into things and we lose our awareness. But um, I think if we um, cultivate an empowered relationship to, um, social mm. media, then we can recognize like, yeah, we can, I can use this to gain, like you said, new perspectives, to get inspired, to learn, to grow. Um, but we just have to be more mindful of it, you know, because I think that the early iterations are just kind of playing on those very human sort of things that we do, you know, where we're socially comparing constantly. And so now we're, we're evolving, you know, we're seeing, okay, how do we, how do we use this in better ways? And, um, you know, they're both out there and they'll both continue to be out there. So it's really up to you as an individual to decide, like, how am I going to use this? How do I want to use this? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if you have anything else to add, but I, I would love to kind of touch on maybe what you think are your biggest golden nugget takeaways. But if you have anything to add ahead of that, please feel feel free to. Um, no, let's see. Takeaways. Um, 
Yeah, I I think overall social media is a complex issue and we could talk about it forever and uh you know probably not come that much closer to it's not solvable so to speak and i think it really comes down to the individual's relationship with it and just bringing awareness to it and hopefully this conversation has brought up some ideas and perspectives for people to sit with and reflect on in terms of their own relationship um it's not good or bad Nothing in life is good or bad. It just um, is. It just is. Yet I think we can, you know, be fully honest that there are a lot of destructive habits that have arisen out of, uh, you know, social media. And it's just a matter of kind of, you know, recognizing, learning from and growing, growing out of them into things that are, that are, you know, more of service to us as individuals and to us as a society. And I think all these things are very possible. Um and uh, I know both you and I are are trying to trying to be leaders in that, and and to just demonstrate by by example and um, live in alignment with with that idea. And um, you know, we invite everybody else out there to as well, not to not to think that you need to perfect yourself. Remember that this is just a creative space. It can be fun. I find the most joy when I'm just being fully self-expressive. That's when I'm really loving using social media. When I'm not getting stuck in the perfectionism or the comparison or like trying to polish it or trying to deliver the perfect message, I have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I think my, my golden nugget takeaway from this is the visual of, of understanding what, what do you have to do when you're pooping and you, you can't open Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I joke, but, but, to an extent, I'm I'm not joking because it, uh, why the reason that that's my biggest takeaway is because I think it is so so normalized in today's world of mm. you know what do I do when I'm sitting on the toilet and I I I don't have anything to do I am I stuck with my thoughts is there mm. like like I I need to find a way to distract myself let me get out of my thoughts let me do something else and then you find yourself opening an app and boom, instant, instant distraction, instant get out of jail free card from anything that's going on in your mind from the need to be present. There was an interesting book I read called The Way of the Superior Man by David Data. And one of the things he talks about is what happens if you don't have your phone while you're sitting on the toilet and you don't have the back of a shampoo bottle or something to read while you're sitting on the toilet. And it's, it basically talks about, well, you're just there in your entire essence of your selfness. And you need to either come to terms and, and think about the things that are showing up for you or it's teaching you how to be more present and not necessarily just chasing the next external stimuli or distraction to, to, to ether you away into this other world where you don't need to be present and, and be in the now. And so that's kind of my biggest takeaway is that how can we come back into a little bit more of a balanced way to use the tools like this that we have in our lives, which may have swung too far to one end of the, the pendulum or, or the other for, for people over the last number of years. Um, and just allowing people to come back into a little bit more of that, that presence is, is a bit of what I, what I take away from this. Love it. Challenge out there to our listeners, keep your phone in your pocket for your next poop. See what happens. Notice what perhaps tension you feel um, and just, you know, become more aware of, uh, you know, what perhaps you're trying to cover up by 
you know, popping right into Snapchat or Instagram. There's a lot to, there's a lot to learn in those moments. And, um, well, yeah, I don't yeah. want your, I don't want your Snapchat when you're the place. <laughs> do you want to, uh, do you want to, do we want to tell people what's going on in our worlds? Would you like to share what you've got going on? Sure. I'd love to. So currently in the throes of wrapping up editing my book, um, yes. that's so exciting. I have a number of other things on the, on the list. The cover design is in process. I'll be reaching out to my followers on the social medias to actually help them decide on a cover design for me. Um, that's in the works. And I'm actually traveling to Los Angeles next week, taking part of a very fascinating ceremony called the heart mind protocol created by a psychiatrist of over 10 years, which infuses Western his understanding of Western medicine um, as well as plant medicine therapies. And it's basically a journey into contacting your higher self and receiving guidance from your soul. And so it's a four to eight hour guided journey. Um, and he's going to be taking me through this protocol, which allows me to, to connect my heart and mind to tap into basically spoken word from my soul, which will be recorded and I'll transcribe my session afterwards. Uh, so super excited about that. Hopefully I can bring back some interesting nuggets of information to talk about uh, and share. And then aside from that, things are are progressing really well, just on the coaching front. I'm going to be working to 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 build out sort of a group coaching framework after my my book is published targeting January February for getting that out there and and using that as the platform for the creation of the group coaching framework as well as the platform for going back into companies that I used to work with like places like Goldman Sachs other investment banks big corporations um colleges uh back to my high school and and start talking uh, start giving talks to people on on how to find greater levels of inner peace, how to how to balance the energies in their lives, how to achieve those levels of spiritual fulfillment and, and personal personal growth intertwined in one by infusing science as part of part of spirituality and, and psychology to to weave things together into a cohesive manner and bring some fun along with it. Things like uh, breath work, things like that. So. That's just a little bit of what's happening in my world. How about how about you, Quiggy? I just I want to make a few comments, and most of them are an appreciation for you. One, I'm so happy that you're seeking out and looking to serve those demographics because I just know how invaluable your support and perspective can be to a lot of people. Um, you know, to put it bluntly, suffering in the rat race. And just so grateful for you um, to have your your voice and your heart in the mix to help people kind of sort through some of that bullshit and, and come out on the other side more empowered and, and self-loving. And um, it's a beautiful thing. That you're Thanks, doing. brother. Thank you. And I also really appreciate how you really um, continue to um, seek out and go out of your way to... Um, get into these experiences that, that light you up, that give you new perspective, that help you grow and heal. And then, you know, bringing back these interesting experiences, like going to Ibiza and this, you know, activation that you're going to next week. So cool. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm like, half the time I'm like, what is this stuff you're talking about? Like, I'm excited for you and I want to know about it. Like, so I really appreciate that you actively seek those things out. And um, the final comment is, you know, be careful with the social media survey. I don't know if you heard about 
the the boat name for a scientific vessel that was uh put out to the public I'm not. for uh for uh for its naming and the the actual boat name this is a scientific vessel was Bodie McBoderson. <laughs> so you never as know what the cover by, as decided by the people on social media. The people Amazing. have spoken, you know. So who knows what your cover's gonna look like? <laughs> <laughs> Bodie McBoatface, who knows? <laughs> yeah. just that. Uh, thank uh, you. I, I appreciate. I appreciate the gratitude and the words. But uh, thank you so much. How about yourself? What, what's going on in the world of Quiggy these days? I'm coaching. I'm here for it. If you want to work together, if you want to talk about working together, please reach out. Um, curiosity calls are free. Ninety nine. They're just a chat to connect and see um, if we are aligned energetically. If I can serve you, I would invite that. If I cannot serve you, if I'm not the best person to serve you, I will not press that. And I will help guide you to someone or something that can, because I want the best for you. And I'm not going to pretend that I'm the best coach for everybody. Um, partner and I just finished a workshop called rock in the boat. It was how to dismantle people pleasing. It was a success, loving the workshop format. Um, and so these are currently live in the Denver area. So if you're listening from there, um, do keep on the radar that I have uh, my own workshop, the first of uh, many to come called In Awe of Life, Cultivating an Attitude of Gratitude. I'm stoked about it. Gratitude, I think, is like numero uno, most important oh, thing. And, definitely. you know, I hopefully just demonstrated that by sharing my my love and appreciation for for bun number bun number one. Um, yeah, I'm going to teach you how to how to uh, cultivate gratitude in your life and also inspire the bejeebus out of you. So the hope is to leave participants um, feeling light, clear, inspired in all of life and and clear on how to um, practice gratitude because it's a skill, something that um, we can both feel, but also we can lean into and cultivate. And uh, yeah, I'll help people do that. Um, that's kind of the gist of it. There's some other things, but we'll stick with that for now. Nice. Any Any final words? I, I I think what you said at the end was actually so amazing. Gratitude is actually a skill. I think you're totally right. I think a lot of it gets very lost in just the broad word of gratitude and people being like, all right, okay, I get yeah. it. enough <laughs> of that one. Okay, gratitude. But you're right. It's a skill that you can cultivate that actually allows you to totally open up the heart. It allows you to mm. see everything that happens to you in a perspective of gratitude changes everything in your life. So that's awesome. I can't wait for this workshop. If you are around the Denver area, definitely check it out. Some of his stuff has been absolutely amazing. The last workshop on Sunday was a total hit. So I, I almost flew out there for it. We were, we were so close to making that happen, but I will be out there for the next one. So You're going to be flying out. I believe I in it. I will. I will. Thank you for joining us on this episode. We will see you in a couple of weeks. Mwah. Lots of love.